We're here today at the Career Pro Inc. podcast talking with Jeff Davidson, the work-life balance expert, about getting in the zone. What do you mean by that? Well, the zone's been described as a short-term, highly productive state, which some people might call being on a roll. Whatever you call it, you benefit from the greater productivity and effectiveness when you're proceeding at your best. So, how do we get to our best on a consistent basis? I have some key strategies for you. First is to practice the great art of doing one thing at a time. Do you know how important that phrase is to me? I own the registered trademark for the program, The Art of Doing One Thing at a Time. I took out the trademark for that phrase <laughs> because indeed, if you are dissipating your attention on an important task before you, you cannot operate as effectively as someone who gives their complete and undivided attention for a sustained period of time. Now, after say 20 minutes, everyone needs a break. After a rigorous session dealing with whatever it is you're tackling, sure, you need to drop back, you need to get water, you need to take a uh, you know, a couple minutes walking down the hall, whatever it happens to be. But first, doing one thing at a time. Clearing your workspace also works well for most people. I have known multimillionaires and very successful executives, as you probably have, and to a person, they tell me that when they clear their desk the night before, and they come in the next morning, to an office and a workspace that is relatively free and clear. They have their best thoughts, they do their best work, they are their most productive self because they have the opportunity to focus on the task at hand and with less visual clutter, that opportunity is enhanced. Next. Don't be afraid of staring at a blank page or a blank screen. It's an opportunity to create. A lot of people want to surround themselves with tons of notes and this and that, but sometimes just sitting there with a blank piece of paper and your pen in the corner of wherever you happen to be and let the ideas fly will get you into the zone as fast and effectively as anything you can come up with. So do not fear the blank page. Do not fear the blank screen. Do not fear the blank desk. Use those venues, if you will, to let your creativity shine forth. All right. Another tip on the road to getting in the zone. Some people insist on having background music. Surgeons operating on your brain it has been found if they have the right kind of music in the background, perhaps are calmer as they operate on you. There are other instances where background music can be helpful, but I have found that for career professionals, most people most of the time do their best thinking in silence with nothing competing for their audio attention. And so you want to safeguard your space from visitors, from buzzers, bells, rings, whatever happens on a regular basis, can you turn them off? Can you shut it down? Can you give yourself 
the 20, the 40, the 60, the two hour, the 60 minutes, the two hours, the half day, whatever it takes to have the quiet that you need to craft your plan. You know what? It has been said that most people spend more time planning a party than they do planning their career or putting together the you know 58 steps they need to solve a particular problem or complete a particular project. Sitting down and mapping out your steps is hard work from an intellectual standpoint. So you want to have all the advantages on your side. Look what we've discussed this far. Working on one thing at a time. Clearing your workspace. Having a blank screen or page if that helps to start you off. And then ensuring that you have the quiet you need if indeed you do crave quiet on your path to high creativity. That brings us to another step on the path to getting into the zone. Are you ready for this? Ready. All right. Wearing your productivity clothes. If you're old enough to remember the song by Donovan, I Love My Shirt, everybody has a favorite hoodie or sweatshirt or sweater <laughs> or t-shirt, polo shirt, what have you. Everybody's got their favorite jeans or their favorite sweatpants or their favorite whatever. If you're an entrepreneur, you wear what you want. If you are a career professional working for a large organization, there still may be some slack as to what you can wear on certain days. But you're saying get into your Superman costume in some way. <laughs> well, Superman, Superwoman, but a better description would be your high creativity garb. Okay. What do you wear when you are really on a roll? I mean, everybody instinctively knows what the answer is, okay? Even though, you know, I, I've been on my own for more than 30 years, and I work at home, and I'm my own boss. But I know that there are certain garments that I own that if I wear those, that particular day, I'm going to do some great things. And everybody's got such items. All right, moving on. You want to decompress during the weekend so that when your week starts, you'll be at your best. What do I mean by decompress? Go out, have a wonderful weekend, do whatever you like, have great leisure. But on Sunday night, you don't want to pack your day with more activities. You want to wind it down. You want to take care of what you need to take care of. Wash the clothes, straighten up the house, whatever it is. Get to bed early so that when you start on Monday, you have the best chance of getting into a high productivity gear. You don't have the best chance when you run, 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 all Saturday and Sunday, you go right to the max, stay up, you watch another show, surf the web for another half hour, do whatever it is for another amount of time, you're actually borrowing against the next day. There's no way of getting around that. All right. Notice your peak days. Are you better on a Monday or a Tuesday? Are you good on a Friday? Whatever it happens to be. Notice your peak hours. For most people, and physiologically speaking, 8 a.m. is the peak of performance. 
and then again at 2 if you haven't eaten a heavy pasta meal. However, that is not true for everybody. There are owls and there are larks. <laughs> there are some people who work very well at night, who stay sharp at night. Know thyself, know when you do your best work from a creativity standpoint, from a productivity standpoint. Last is understanding flow. Mihaly, Csikszentmihalyi wrote a book called Flow about 15, 18 years ago. And I'll give you the essence in you know, a paragraph or two, which is this. All of us, at one time or another, throughout the month, throughout the work week, throughout a day, operate more effectively than at other times. It's just the way we are as human beings. Being hydrated helps, having enough water, eating the right kinds of foods, having the right kinds of snacks instead of sugary snacks or heavy carb snacks, celery sticks, carrots, what have you. But each of us has these periods of flow where we're so productive or we get so much done that we're not even aware of the clock. We're not aware of the time. In fact, 20, 30 minutes may go by and we finish what we thought was going to take half a day. We look at the clock, we can't believe it's only been 40 minutes. And sometimes the reverse is true. Sometimes we are so focused on the task at hand that three or four hours go by, but we don't feel as if we've been toiling for three or four hours. We feel like it's only been you know, 60, 70 minutes because we're focused, we're in high gear, we're feeling good, we're getting stuff done and we know it, which is reinforcing to keep going especially if it's something you've been putting off forever and now you're finally tackling it. All right, so there you have it. Key strategies for getting into the zone, doing one thing at a time, clearing your workspace, not being afraid to face a blank screen or blank page, having the silence or the background noise that you need, wearing the clothes that you tend to be most productive in, Preparing yourself for Monday morning and the rest of the days of the week. Understanding your peak days, your peak hours, and when you're a peak performer. And understanding a little about flow. Alright, so let's take a look now at how you get into the zone when you may not otherwise have a clue as to those times in the past when it happened for you. In other words, we've all had wonderful periods where we were highly productive, but did we ever stop and monitor what day was it, what hour, what did I do the day before? Generally speaking, we do not. So here's an exercise to help you get to that place and that space, mentally and physically. Recall a time when you were highly effective, productive, or creative. Could be yesterday, could be last week, could be a year ago. Just recall a time. And in association with that, you might recall a particular project you were working on. That's probably the easiest. So, where were you at that time? At home? At work? Someplace else? In a library? At a friend's house? On a plane? On a mountaintop? Where 
physically were you? What was the time of day? Early? Noon? Late? What else was noticeable and notable? What was the temperature in the room, outside, which also may tell us the season, but what was the temperature? What was the lighting like? What resources were available to you? Equipment, supplies, staff. To the degree you can piece back some of these factors, you will be on the trail to increasing the times in which you are in the zone. We move on. What about yourself at this productive time? What were you wearing? What are you and I wearing right now? Pretty relaxed stuff. Stuff, that's right, exactly, all right. How did you feel when you were in this mode? Generally speaking, you felt good. But sometimes, like the sand in the pearl, the sand that creates the pearl in the oyster, sometimes you needed a little irritant to get you moving. So how did you feel? What was your level of fitness? Had you exercised the night before, that morning, that week, never? What did you ingest? What did you eat the night before? What did you eat for breakfast? How long did you sleep the night before? Was it good sleep? Was it fitful sleep? In other words, you begin to notice these factors that may or may not have contributed to your ability to be highly productive, to be in the zone, and as you hone in on what was present, what was so, you get closer and closer to your ability to emulate that situation again. So let's move on. The day of the week, the week within the month, the month of the year, may or may not be a factor, but it's worth noting. What had transpired earlier in the day, earlier in the week, earlier in the month? What events were forthcoming? What was on the horizon? Might be a factor, might not. Now, let's turn to the tools that were available to you. Were you online these days? The answer is probably yes. Did you have a PC, a tablet, a notebook, a smartphone? Did you have all of them? Were you using other equipment? Did you have a pen or a pencil? Did you have a notepad or paper? In other words, a physical notepad. Were periodicals, books, directories, or other printed resources present? All worth noting. Now, some other factors within your environment. Did you have a view? A room with a view. Maybe you were in an office with no window. For some people, that works. For others, they need to gaze out the window periodically. They need to close themselves in and just work. Some of them do. Were you in a comfortable chair? Were you at a stand-up desk? 
Were you in a moving vehicle by any chance? Because a lot of people do great work on a plane. A lot of people do great work on a train. But they shouldn't be doing great work in a car. But you could drive and listen and collect thoughts and well, stop and write it down. Well, you could also be a passenger in a car if somebody is, uh, you know, the driver and you have a carpool. So it's possible. But you talk to the people who commute from New Haven or Bridgeport into Manhattan, and they do great work on the train. I'll tell you right now, I know lots of them. All right. Were there, was there any soothing background noise outside of your control? Was there soothing background noise within your control, mainly white noise, machine noise, hum, a gentle hum? Could you hear others or could you not hear anybody? Because that makes a big difference depending on what you're working on. A little more about your environment. Did you happen to be outdoors? Most of the time the answer is no, but you could have been. If you were in a room, what was the color of the walls? What was the decor? Were there plaques? Were there paintings? Were there pictures? Were there plants? If it's your own room, your own office, then you know the answer. If you're in somebody else's room or in a one-time situation, maybe a little harder to recall. What else about the room? The rugs, the windows, the wall clocks, the closets, the shelves, the ventilation, anything that you can recall is to the good. All right, as we wind down now, were you near the bathrooms? Were you near the coffee machine? Were you near the kitchenette? Were you near other amenities? The point of all this is, as you begin to recall, those times when you were in the zone, when you were on a roll, when you benefited from flow, when you got great things done, when your productivity was high, when you didn't even notice the passage of time, when you felt internally wonderful about what you were accomplishing. When you can recall the associated factors that were present at that time, you have an odds-on chance of emulating that situation so that you once again increase the probability indeed, if not truly be, in the zone. Does it not make sense to you? It makes sense and there are so many parallels. I think the fact that you didn't go straight to what we, I think, associate this phrase with is very interesting, which is the sports analogy. But in listening to you, top performers in sports, as well as top performers in business and nonprofits, et cetera, talk the same way. When you break down their performances, you often hear about these little things that you didn't see. What's, even though it's a bit of a cliche, what's the parallel to sports? Because success is success is what you're saying. Yes, when we break down what worked and we understand it perfectly we raise the probability that we can do it again and again i have been told that olympic skaters on the plane to wherever they're heading replay their four minute routines in their heads so intently that it is as if they just finished the routine 
They go through every twist and every turn, muscle movement, where they're looking, what their next move will be, if they're working with a partner or not, and so on. And so that that four minute exercise enables them to get off the plane in some foreign land, get to the ice rink, begin their practice session, and start at such a high level because mentally they already got there. Jeff Davidson, thanks for getting us in the zone. Appreciate that today.